Thursday Theology. Stay with me. Thanks for joining me on um, my second solo run this week, and uh, this is the last one. You're not going to hear from me from a while, uh, for a while, and um, I think you're thankful. I'd be thankful if I was you. So uh, we got exciting stuff coming up. We got Nick sort of slamming it out with the School of Theology guys, and um, eager to see what he records and what he comes back with. Um, and we're we've got my brother who's just committed to to roll with this and do a whole bunch of solos and. Um, and uh, we'll see what he comes up with. I'm excited to just sit back and listen um, as I'm traveling around. And I uh, trust you'll do the same. And let's um, reconvene and talk about it. But um, I got one more session. And I kind of, I, you know what I was actually going to do? Um, I was a bit torn on this one in that um, I wanted to look at Timothy Miller's thesis again or his dissertation, Being Thursday Theology. I've just, well, a while ago I finished this book um, and I, I feel like I've got a few updates on triperspectivalism. Uh, again, coming out of frame stuff, uh, we made a few uh, comments about that or even did an episode or two about that in the past. I can't remember now, but um, I have done some more thinking about it. I feel like I've landed in some good places there. Um, and um, especially reading Miller's thesis or dissertation because he has, you know, uh, in interaction with um, Poitras and Frame has advanced their idea somewhat, and I think they're both happy with that, um, and the idea is uh, kind of beyond, beyond uh, triperspectivalism, uh, just leading to kind of a nebulous equal ultimacy thing, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you have instead a kind of more consistent Trinitarian triperspectivalism, which kind of actually sorts a lot of things out if you just make sure to blend Trinitarianism, which is the one which is the one hesitancy I think Frame has had the whole way through for whatever reason. But hey, I'm already starting to move into that direction, so let me just pull back now. That'll come up in the future. I'll have to just um, uh, keep that on the back burner. One of the things I wanted to just at least say something about, even if this is just a super short um episode it's just that i've i finished reading another book and i just want to say something about it before i forget about it and i mentioned it yesterday so maybe that set it up well it's kind of related to evangelical reunion um but uh i've i've just read a frames book called the academic captivity of theology now um it is impossible to get this book i managed by a miracle to to get my hands on it and um yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You can't buy it. You can't get it. It's out of print, you know, which just, I don't know, maybe it'll come out in digital format soon. I actually did email the publishers and they did say that they were working on it, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, when, when that happens, I'll let you know. The reason I'm kind of lamenting about that is it is truly a fantastic book. It's, it's really a collection of essays on... Um, on this thing that I suppose you could call it a hobby horse Frame has had over the years. In fact, I mentioned uh, yesterday that he wrote an article called A Proposal for a New Seminary, which kind of made some ripples back then. He wrote the postscript for that in 1979 when I was born. So that kind of gives you a sense of uh, Frame has been around the block, that's for sure. And um, 
and so and and there kind of corrects a few things and articulates a few things um but really uh, since that point and on from that point again and again he's written about the seminary a lot of the stuff i think you can find well maybe i'm not sure how many of these essays you'd be able to find on the frame Poitras website probably not all of them um which is a real shame you know it's just truly brilliant um I, you know, at, at some level, it's like we leave the theology out, so we don't even have to go into the ins and outs of uh, Reformed or Covenant theology. So you can just totally agree with him on the concept of theology. What I realize about myself is that, um, you know, when it comes to things like that book, uh, Evangelical Theology, and when it comes to things like um, the academic captivity of theology, and I think also, although I haven't read it yet, when he he's written a few books on worship, I got a feeling I'm going to be on his page 100% there as well, um, just from the mentions I've seen and, and just from the stuff I've heard talked about. Um, so I'll get back to you on, the, on that one. But here we go. Ac- academic Captivity of Theology. You know what, what is around is that article. So just Google a proposal for a new seminary, uh, John Frame. I think that's on his website. You know, there we go. You'll, you'll be able to get that. It's been published a few places and times. But um, you should be able to scale that one and um, read that through if you want to know kind of the flavor of the book. But, you know, this is the thing. Keep your eye out for this book because it it's more of that. Um, so it, basically the whole thing is just to go, listen, the seminary thing is broken 100%. And it's so cool that he's saying it because he's a guy that has spent his life teaching at seminary. Um, you know, he has... Uh, He's been there. He knows it. He's not some you know fly by night theologian. This guy has set his stamp on theology forever and ever. And he's going. Listen, let's get real. If we had a look at the system right now, I mean, we're working in a broken system. Someone's got to do something. And he's putting it out there, um, not claiming to have the answers, but just asking those questions and um, hoping to stimulate some further discussion about it. But you can tell, even as he writes it, he's. Yeah, the, this machine is set up. It's kind of like reminds me of trying to pull coffee from the global economy. Imagine trying to do that. All of a sudden, you're like, no more coffee, people. <laughs> you know, that's that's not going to end well for a lot of people. It's uh, that makes economy that makes the world go around, and it's so interwoven into the economic system. And you know, same sort of thing. Maybe weird analogy, but somehow it just reminds me of the one or the other. And you've got the seminary setup, which is just the model right now, and. Um, It wasn't always the case, as he points out. In fact, it's quite recent. And it's really never worked that well, um, the way that we're doing it now at a majority level. So, uh, you know, certainly we know the church needs to step up and do more at a local church level. We have more than we've ever had by way of resources now, which is is what he's saying. Um, We need to rethink this thing. We need to keep at least improving upon it. It's It's not good enough just to like, tack on a distance program to your seminary and charge the same amount of money and think that that's going to kind of help. It's just, uh, it's, it's not at all what is needed. Um, for anyone who knows me, um, you know, I've, I've just, this has been a thing for me for quite some time, you know, just coming from Africa and understanding the need there and understanding the absolute you know, impossibility of the American seminary system working in a place like Africa, uh, South Africa, whatever part of Africa, any any third world country, even New Zealand, which is so far removed. Um, you know, it's first world, but it's just remote. And, you know, you don't have the resources and you wouldn't have the people and the money to sustain the engine. And it's just the whole thing is 
an unworkable, unrepeatable model. You, it's almost like trying to plant a megachurch every time. That's the you know, same sort of thing. Something's broken when you're trying to do that. If you care more about your sound system and lights and you, know, and you feel like the pastor has to get a degree in sound engineering rather than theology to plant the church, you got to just stop and ask yourself, wait a minute, have we taken a wrong turn? Because actually, church planting has got nothing to do with sound and lights and you know that sort of thing and planting mega churches. Um, so stop, reassess is the call of the book. Um, if we if we can't duplicate it, if it's not going to work for the body of Christ, then what is going on here, people? If we're taking a lot of money away from a lot of people and not even doing a particularly good job on the academic front, you know, like let's say we even had to just throw that in there and go, all right, well let's just go full on academic and forget about pastoral ministry in the church. You know, as Frame says, and you're, he's got the he's got the ability to really make this call. He's going, listen, we're not really doing that well. You know, very few come from the evangelical seminary setup into academia that is you know looked upon with any seriousness. Uh, seriousness. So even at that level, it's not working. But certainly, when it comes to training pastors to just burden them to death with debt, and you know, just so that we can pay salaries for professors, and I don't know, just something. Something's right and something's wrong, you know, and everyone gets that feeling and someone's, something's got to be done. And so he just explores that, you know, and I, I don't think I want to uh, take all the time to comment on um, what he said in the book because you're not going to be able to follow that up and read it anyway. Uh, maybe I'll come back and do some individual episodes on that um, as time permits. But but just in general, let's just make some general comments and read the article and that'll kind of do it for you. Um He's calling for just a, for everyone to think about it. He's making reference as well, what I really appreciate and what I felt, and um, is is just that there are some exciting developments since he's written that article. And um, like a North American Reformed Seminary, uh, I've mentioned a few times, totally exciting, just totally floats my boat at every level. Just in that, you know, not that not that they have, they're getting it all right or that it can't be improved, but just that they're giving it a go, just trying to make use of stuff that's there to bring a truly sound education to someone that wants to enter into ministry. And, you know, Frame talks about the accreditation thing as well. He just talks about it from the inner, you know, look at things and um, and just being on stuff and how much rigmarole a seminary has to go through to maintain these kind of standards that really have no bearing uh, on the church. And he talks about really a biblical model, which I couldn't agree more with. I mean, he's he's talking about accreditation. Ultimately, if you had to think about that thing, biblically needs to be accredited by the church. The only truly legitimate accrediting body is the church. And yet we've just sold our birthright on that thing, it seems. And um, all to make the engine keep moving. And it's just for what? Um and so, yeah, you've got you got North American Seminary doing its thing. And, uh, you know, really just a little bit of news there as well. Uh, a recent um, bachelor graduate has just got into Westminster Seminary uh, without accreditation. So they've put out a free degree. He did the free degree and he got accepted at Westminster. Gotta love that kind of thing. Not like, you know, Westminster's the do-all and end-all, but I just love the fact that he just, you know, kind of a bit of a finger to the man kind of thing. Um Anyway, I digress. Um, the the accreditation's a thing, um, but but you know, accredited or not, like I, it's a, it's just a means in my in my you know, if it works, it works. Use it, make it make it work. 
for whatever the situation is. But again, you're seeing some exciting developments. Uh, Third Millennium Ministries, uh, again, very, very Richard Pratt and, and the guys there just really helping, you know, just trying to get the stuff out there. I really love it when I see that stuff, uh, when I see movements and ministries like that. Biblicaltraining.org, uh, the seminary that I'm part of, Nations, is not reformed, but I'd love to see a reformed influence do something like they're doing. Um, I mean, that's just, that's the in many ways the answer. They're just leading it in terms of the actual dynamic of distance education. And, um, you know, unfortunately, they don't have the reformed contingent there, so... But I'm just trying to learn everything I can, see what can be done. Um, but yes, yeah, stuff is happening, which is good. He's he talked a little bit about uh, you know these communal. Let's why don't we just buy a house, get a bunch of ministry students in, get them studying, do a Labrie thing. He's backed away a little bit from the communal idea, which I think probably is wise. That was more like a you can tell that was kind of a Jesus people thing uh, back in the '60s, and and it's just not going to work. It's 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 just it'll get weird. Um, it's certainly not sustainable. It's all for the odd anomaly here and there. Labrie was great, but can we sustain and reproduce that sort of thing? I'm all about, you know, how can we do this large scale? How can we fix the problem? Um, how can we as local church really play our part there? So um, anyways, there are we could go on with, with more and more um, things that have happened, and I'm sure you have your own um, ideas in mind there and things that you've seen. Um, certainly there are a lot of local church-based seminaries. In fact, the uh, Whitfield Theological Seminary is um, the um, the church that has really kind of led the way on this, I think. Although, you know, as I say that, they really are on the other camp theologically. They're on that kind of theonomy reformed side. And um, I suppose that works for Frame and, and you know, his leanings. But, um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't necessarily go in that direction um but i do love the way that they've taken onus as a church uh they have really been active they've started a seminary that's helped millions of pastors um they've sort of just said you know what forget this whole accreditation thing and they've just gone their own way they've published their own books amen you have put the church where it should be even if people aren't recognizing it as such you know and the guys that do that are going to take a lot of flack and uh are just not going to be thought of as the prestigious Ivy League school and all those sorts of things. But you know what? Forget all of that because none of that matters anyway. Um, so more churches, Reformed Baptist Seminary, for example, uh, with Bob Gonzalez is, uh, he's, uh, again, he's doing that same thing. He's just gone ahead, you know, and got the thing out there. Amen. Um, you know, and then, and then I'm not even saying it has to always be distance education and local church in that way, but you know, whenever we just got to figure out ways to try and make this thing more accessible. Inspirational brick and mortar models for me have been Puritan um, Reformed Theological Seminary or Puritan Theological Seminary. Um, and, you know, just because they, for the well, long time they were unaccredited, they just put out real quality and uh, they were way cheaper than anyone else. And it was conceivable that you could study there. I think IRBS, um, our own 1689. Reformed Baptist Brick and Mortar Seminary is um, is uh, hopefully moving in that direction and will stay, you know, in that affordable sort of pastoral training mode. Um, you know, there are all those options. Um, it, it, I'm doing my PhD through uh, South African Theological Seminary. Absolutely love the way they've approached the whole thing. 
Again, I just wish with all my heart that they were reformed. Um, they're not, but they're conservative and they're Bible believing, and you know they they honor the word of God and they um, they are producing great stuff. And um, and so again, very honored to be part of that whole thing. But again, I think these we have to look at what's going on, and we have to we have to really take an honest look at this whole seminary um, thing. Just you know, he he questions the the whole. What are we even doing with with trying to emulate the academic model with research papers? The way we're training is just something's gone. We're trying to be something else, and it's it might have its value in you know forming a supplementary kind of study for a secular kind of you know if you you just want to get an accredited degree so you can go into a, you just want to get as much sort of periphery Bible in as, as you can on the way. Maybe there's a place for that sort of stuff, but we're thinking here about training pastors. And so typically at the moment that involves, for anyone who doesn't have 100000 to spend at Westminster, this is, you know, it means just get your arbitrary degree from wherever you need to get it from and then get your quality education from somewhere else. If not at a seminary, then, um, you know, in through through books that you're reading or whatever. But to try and merge those two is, is often just to ask too much of, of the current model. Um, but at the same time, you know, maybe the answer is really simple. Maybe it's, we've done this before as a local church. We've, we've taken a guy uh, who wanted to go into ministry. We've literally done the, the MDiv kind of program in the local church, pastor training intern you know, worked it through the whole way, and now that guy is pastoring another church, and it worked really well. Maybe that's as simple as it is. Maybe churches and pastors just simply need to take on the task of of training the next guy. Um, that feels biblical, and it seems to work. So anyways, those are a bunch of scattered thoughts. Definitely go and read that article if you're interested, um, and see what you think. And then, yeah, keep an eye out for this um, academic captivity of theology but as i say i will do that as well man i'll, I'll be front and center distributing these things if they come out again and i'll be writing the publishers regularly to see if they can do something about it but um other than that that's thursday theology let's let's deliver it from its ac- academic captivity um let's um let's keep thinking about that one um i'm off i will see you guys or I won't actually see you, but you know what I mean. Uh, We'll be in touch again um, in about two weeks. So bless you. Have a great time. And uh, we'll catch up then. (laughs) 